before we get going, I'd like to start with a little social experiment. So I'd like everybody to take out their phone, please. And then I'd like everyone to unlock their phone. Just tap in the pin code. And then I'd like you all to pass your phone to the person who sat next to you. <laughs> so, how does that feel? Does it feel scary? Do you feel nervous? Perhaps you feel envious. Perhaps it's an iPhone X. I don't know. Hopefully you don't feel robbed. Someone's going out the door with it. Um, maybe you feel all of those. But the reason is, is because our phones are absolutely important, rightly or wrongly, to our day-to-day -day lives. And in my day-to-day -day life, my phone by the way, you can give your phones back now. It's all right. <laughs> In my day-to-day -day life, my phone has become really important because basically for the past five years, I've been filming TV reports for RTE News on my phone. Phones are pretty much the primary news consumption device nowadays. And if I consider my own media habits. The first thing I do in the morning is I look at my phone. The last thing I do at night is to look at my phone. Throughout the day, I'm looking at my phone. That first slide that I showed that 57, uh, the average Irish person looks at their phone 57 times a day. Unfortunately, I think I'd probably stick a zero on that and I'm roughly about that. But phones as a content consumption device are increasing all the time. Welcome back to the second series of InspireFest, the podcast. I'm Anno D. I'm the founder of InspireFest, which takes place in Dublin every summer over three days. In this series, you get to hear the conversations backstage between Claire O'Connell and Shauna Boyle and some of our speakers. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not come along and meet us in real life in Dublin? Every year we have attendees from about 40 countries. You simply book your tickets at inspirefest.com. It's our fifth birthday in 2019, so we wanted to do something nice for our podcast listeners. So we've created a discount code just for you. Go to inspirefest.com and enter the code INSPIREPOD19. It's time to crack on with this episode, but before we do, I just want to take a moment to thank the Digital Hub for being our anchor sponsor once again for this series of InspireFest, the podcast. The spark for InspireFest grew out of our home here at the Digital Hub four years ago, so it's a pretty fitting partnership. The Digital Hub is based in the Liberties in the heart of Dublin City. It's a collaborative space and it's home to lots of technology and digital media companies, but it's more than just an office. Why not visit thedigitalhub.com to find out more? Now, let's get on with this episode. Hello, I'm Claire O'Connell, and in this episode of the podcast, you'll hear my chat with Philip Bromwell backstage at InspireFest 2018. Philip is a video journalist with RTE, and some of his most creative and compelling reports have been produced with his smartphone. I spoke with Philip about mobile journalism and the incredible storytelling potential of smartphones. Here's our chat backstage at InspireFest. I've just come off stage, very exciting. Um, I was in a session to do with the new media landscape and content fit for the 21st century. And specifically, I suppose I was talking about 
my experience of being involved with mobile journalism, um, which basically means uh, producing content on your phone. And in the case of RTE, that's content that we produce for television, radio, online, the social platforms, and indeed our own digital platforms as well. So I suppose for, for people like me who grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know, very familiar with those massive TV cameras and, you know, the fact that you needed an entire studio or kind of a, a mobile broadcasting unit to go out and, and get really good quality pictures. Yet today, you're shooting stuff for TV using that phone in your pocket. So what kind of a transformation has that been for you, I suppose, as a journalist? For me, um, it's been really rather liber- liberating because... Don't get me wrong, I still drive around in my car with a much bigger camera and a much bigger camera kit. So I kind of mix and match my approach depending on the stories. But I have to say um, the sort of the, the, the creative potential and the sort of liberating aspect of working with a much smaller kit. Um, also, it's the kit that I always have with me. Um, we, we often say with one of the best virtues of this way of working is uh, the iPhone, as it is in my case, although you can use Androids as well, um, the, the best camera is the one you always have with you. Um, and then if you couple that with the various apps that you can use as well, it really is rather like having a, a sort of mini newsroom in your pocket. So once you become familiar with the various workflows and the various workarounds, um, you find that actually you can do an awful lot with this small device that pretty much most of us have nowadays, but pretty much only a, uh, most of us are only using it to a fraction of its potential. So in our case, we are now creating content for a whole range of different platforms uh, and, and sort of pushing it through the phone. And when you say pushing it through the phone, are you, do you mean that you are moving towards pushing it to other people's phones directly now, as well as for the sort of yes, the, the, yes, the TV yes. and the living room? So I, I think this is, in many ways, this is the more exciting part of this. So our first um, early forays into this space was really about replicating what we were doing already, just with a phone. Now, that was about five years ago when I first started becoming involved in this space, but in the five years that have passed since there's been this really sort of interesting evolution of the media landscape per se in that increasingly we as consumers are accessing content on our phones phones become the primary device that we consume content on and particularly news content uh, more so than television which um, and i say this as a principally as a tv journalist tv audiences are in decline newspapers uh, readership is in decline but at the same time uh, the mobile audience is going up and up so what I'm interested in right now is trying to apply the expertise that we have in producing content on phones but making that content specifically for phones and that's a kind of sweet spot at the moment Um, and one that I'm keen to try to amplify as well. Philip, you're very involved in MojoFest, which is this really exciting conference that takes place in Ireland about mobile journalism. And you're you're one of the leading lights in the area. And I know I've I've been to to the the conference and gone on photo walks with you and all. You know, it's it's a really exciting area. What can you tell us about what you're learning? You know, what's at the cutting edge of of, of that mobile journalism space at the moment from what you see from conferences like MojoFest? 
Well, specifically, I mean, with regards to Mojo Fest, um, some people, so Mojo being the sort of the short term, the acronym for mobile journalism. But nowadays, Mojo has become a really broad church. So um, it, it doesn't necessarily involve either mobile or indeed journalism. I mean, the mobile part of mobile journalism is specifically, I think, it's a mobile mentality that you have the flexibility to rethink how we create stories, how we, how we create content. And you can use multiple devices, be they phones, be they drones, be they 360 cameras, be it VR, be it AR, uh, AR. Um, there are all these different ways of, of, of producing content and who knows what's next. So for me, uh, I approach all this primarily as a storyteller. I'm not, uh, although I use a fair amount of tech in my work, I am in no way, absolutely no way a techie. I can get technology to, to, to do what I need it to do, but don't ask me to tell me why it's doing it that way. Um, so I, I go to conferences like MojoFest and indeed like InspireFest to try to get new ideas for telling stories because without the story, none of this tech is worth anything. So you always, to me anyway, you start with the story and then you build it with, with whatever gear, whatever uh, technology, whatever equipment you have. So be it mobile, be it big cameras, be it drones, whatever it is, um, it's the story first. So obviously now with this technology in our pockets, you know, this, this presumably opens up the avenue for telling a lot more stories that maybe were not uh, kind of uncovered before. So have you encountered any of those kinds of stories? Well, again, I think there is a um, real potential here to um, engage with the audience in different ways or engage with an audience that's not engaging with us because this is familiar technology to a lot of people. When I go to um, uh, do a story with my phone, it is a lot more, I think anyway, it's a lot more personal and it's a lot more intimate, if you like, way of approaching a story than it is arriving with a big piece of kit or indeed a camera crew in tow. So to me, there are lots of opportunities here to use this very familiar piece of technology to access um, groups, audiences, demographics that we're just not reaching. And we know there are a swathe of the population that for whatever reason, RTE does no longer really engages with. So to me, it's quite exciting to um, use this approach to sort of um, go in under the radar, if you like, as to try and access these stories. I think it's also really exciting the fact that this technology really does democratize the storytelling process. People have the technology already. They have the ability to film, edit, um, take pictures on their phone. They also have the possibility of publishing. So, you know, if you like this democratization and to a degree the democratization of news has become something of a cliche but it's it's a it's a reality and i suppose finally have you any very practical hacks that people can do when they are capturing things with their their mobile devices you know any simple things that improve the quality or um well uh, a lot of um my expertise has always been with iPhones, although 
pretty much any smartphone nowadays has the capability to shoot really good pictures, to capture decent audio, and to do all the other things that you might need to make content. Um, I showed in my presentation there some of the extra bits of kit that we have in our mobile journalism kits at RTE. And again, I said that uh, the most expensive part of the kit is the phone itself. In fact, you can buy all the other bits and you still wouldn't have the cost of a phone. So as this sort of evolves and becomes increasingly mainstream, there are all these various bits of kit which you can pick up, like small tripods and little mics which might help you out to get just that extra bit of quality in your story. But absolutely what I think is that Again, it starts first and foremost with the story. I mean, if you have a good story to tell and you have a phone, you are good to go. Um, and to a degree, nothing that I tell you on stage uh, should should have any um, bearing as to how I do it. You can already go and do it. So I think um, what would be really exciting going forwards is to see the 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 breadth of stories expand and the breadth of storytellers expand as well so that um, it, we see stories surfacing from all sections of society done by all sorts of different voices um, and indeed um, maybe that's where we're going with this because as I said you know phones aren't going away um, we're all absolutely reliant on them it's the first thing I do in the morning is pick up my phone the last thing I do at night is put down my phone but if you're only using it for emails and for Facebook and for making phone calls, it is pretty much like driving that Ferrari in first gear. This is my first time here at InspireFest and I heard everyone saying it was different and exceptional, but I didn't really believe them because a lot of people say that about a lot of conferences, but I came here and at the the speakers are amazing and they touch on subjects that are very different uh, like accessibility, LGBTQ and how to be more inclusive and diverse and it was really really amazing. I recommend it. Most conferences drive to have a diverse set of speakers. InspireFest truly does that. You've got people from all different communities on stage, 65% women, which is amazing. Uh, so yeah, I think that's the one thing that really inspires me. I love just the whole variety of different talks on various things. So sometimes there's things just come up that you don't expect, and the things maybe you weren't expecting to really like, and they were really, really interesting. Well, I keep coming back as a third year. It's a, I love to hear stories and you know how people are making impact. It's very inspiring. It's really, really, really nice just to be in a place that's full of other passionate and enthusiastic people. Um, and I really find that I leave InspireFest with a lot more energy than I came with.